Hey there, all you adventurers and trappers. Welcome to a side quest episode of Hyrule Podcasters. I'm your co-host, Ben. And I'm your co-host, Pat. And usually on this audio-only Let's Play, we venture through each game in Nintendo's Zelda franchise. Yep, but not this week. No, no, no. We are airing an episode of our friend Bill's podcast, Bill's JRPG, Adventures and Other Trappings. This is an extremely interesting episode format for me as an audio engineer. So let me know if I'm getting this right. Sure. A bunch of podcasters all record themselves playing the same section of a game. Correct. And then they submit the audio. And then Bill, or whoever his producer is, edits it together. So everybody's like kind of talking about the same stuff at the same time. Yeah, that's exactly right. So this is a spinoff of the Podcasters Assemble, which is mm. a podcast that they do this for movies. And I've actually submitted ones for The Matrix and The Matrix Resurrections for Podcasters Assemble. That's... Really cool, and sounds like a lot of audio engineering work, so hats off. I'm going to have to check this one out, too. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. It's pretty crazy. What game are you What game are you playing? So, right now, we're playing Zelda 2, The Adventure of Link, your favorite uh, Zelda game. Uh, <laughs> uh, why do you torture yourselves? You're all masochists. <laughs> well, I, I think it'll be fun to... What is it, the sixth dungeon that, that you're on on this episode? Yeah, the sixth palace, yep. The yep. sixth palace. Well, that's pretty deep in the game. That's a hard palace from what I remember. So I'm sure it's going to be fun to listen to everybody struggle through it kind of at the same time. Oh, I'm having flashbacks to Iron Knuckles and Bubbles. Oh, this is, this is bound to be an exciting piece of podcast art. Yeah, and on this week's episode, we have Troidal Power, yep. Brett from Skeleton House, what? Scott from the RPG After Years, no way. Bill from RPG The After Years, Bill! you got me, you. and we got two <laughs> friends from Discord who don't have podcasts, but are just super cool people and decided to contribute. Wow, we got real life amateurs hanging out. This might be the beginning of their careers as podcasters. Shout out to Jay and Frost. Jay and Frost. Bringing the heat. Bringing the heat. Bringing the heat. Keeping it hot. Keeping it spicy. Hey, if you like what you hear, Bill's JRPG Adventures and Other Trappings has a lot of episodes. Got some Pokemon Blue going on. Got some Fantasy Star 2 going on. Check it out. I hope you like the episode. Oh yeah, in the language in this episode, it's a little spicy. So you might want to hide your children. You've been warned. And of course... <laughs> Excuse me.
Hey everyone, this is your co-host Ben from the Hyrule Podcasters. I'm Jay, and you can find me right here on the Super Switch Club Podcast, or on Bill's Trappings Podcast, depending on how you're listening. Hello, this is Scott, one of the co-hosts of the RPG After Years Podcast, as well as Variety Twitch Streamer over at twitch.tv slash the underscore Scott underscore spot. Hi, Bill. It's Shroidal Power from the Power Playthroughs Podcast. Hey, folks. This is Brett from Skeleton House. Hi, this is Bill from Bill's JRPG Adventures and Other Trappings Podcast. Uh, these are my thoughts on the journey to and through the Hidden Palace. Coming at you today to talk about Palace 6 in The Legend of Zelda 2, The Adventure of Link. Today we are going to talk about Zelda 2's Sixth Palace. And this is once again Zelda 2 The Adventure of Link, Palace 6. And welcome to the Zelda 2 Project, The Adventure of Podcasters! <laughs> oh, I finally remembered the old title. Yes, hello everybody, and welcome back to another wonderful, wondrous episode of Bill's JRPG Adventures and Other Trappings Podcast, or the Super Switch Club, depending on where you happen to be listening to this. And yes, <laughs> good luck, Eric. I'm going to make you edit most of those episodes. I mean, um, yeah, we're going to work it really hard together. Uh, yes, so Zelda 2 people, and I hope you all had a lot of joy with Palace 5. Palace 5 had its ups and downs, but we were able to get out of there with our weird... Um, um, I'm pretty sure it's Bong. Yeah, me, me and Skelly decided it's a Bong. So you find your Bong in Palace 5, and then you head out into the world, ready to, to search out for Palace 6. I wonder what adventures will meet our friends along the way. So I don't remember much about getting to the Hidden Palace because I did it, like, literally four months ago and then stopped playing. Um, but what I remember is that there's a hidden city that you have to find and i don't think there's any indication of where it is and then the palace itself is in you have to like stand between some rocks and blow your flute to get you up listen i gave up and started using a guide because this game was just too obtuse for me now my co-host patrick and i played this about seven months ago and this was the part in the game where i really felt like the difficulty spike was almost unbearable. All right, so we start off here by leaving the palace. It's been so long once again that I have no idea where I am, who I am, what I was doing, what I'm supposed to be doing. None of that matters because I'm using a guide. So shameless guide using. I don't, I don't care. Nobody at me, you know. So you've finished off palaces one through five. You've gotten lost a bunch. You've had to find all sorts of things. Now... Outside of one difficult puzzle uh, where you have to find a hidden village, the enemies in this section just rock your face up. When we last left off, we picked up the flute in Palace 5. This will allow us to get past that pesky river devil blocking the road to the southern half of the eastern continent. 
So for me, the first thing I did was I walked down south to the big giant hairy spider because I think Skelly mentioned it at the end of the last episode and I hit him over the head with my bong and the bong smashed, the bong water went all over the thing and off we went, it, it melted away the spider and so we were able to wander off down through a valley and we we come out at a lovely, lovely uh, graveyard? Wow, there's a lot of death in this game. So we go uh, south apparently and we used the flute that I think was the item that we got from Palace 5 to get past this creature that's actually kind of terrifying looking on the world map called the uh, the River Devil. It looks like a giant like black dead tree or like a giant squid or something. I don't know. I'm kind of surprised it just leaves when you play the flute, like you don't have to fight it or anything. We start with this path after getting the River Devil out of the way. And that first path where you have the Lizalfoses throwing rocks at you, they are just snipers. Just, no matter what you do, it seems like those rocks just end up hitting you every single time that you're trying to move around this place. But anyway, once you're past that, you go through this like narrow path on the map and you have to go through three enemy encounters where there's these lizard guys. I'm assuming they're supposed to be Lizalfos, um, are like, just like chucking rocks at you from over the fence. They're like peeking up over the fence and just, you know, beating you with rocks, which is quite rude. I, I didn't care for that. But luckily they're not too hard to dodge. You just have to like sort of not run as fast as you can and just, you know, kind of stop and let, let the rocks pass and then go or slow down or whatever. This part has a Home Alone fence with a bunch of the neighbors from Home Alone shooting fireballs at us. I don't know what this is supposed to be. On the road south of where the devil once stood, we get thrown into combat encounters that include these tall walls with rock-throwing lizards perched atop them, out of range of Link's sword hurling insults down upon him. Your mother was a hamster, and your father smelt of elderberries. After a few encounters with these insult-hurling French lizards, we reach the open section of the continent. Okay, and there's a graveyard here, uh, except for the flying eyeball guys are invisible this time. Awesome. The first thing I spot is a town to the south. This happens to be Old Casudo. What makes it old is that it appears to have been abandoned, and it's filled with what seem to be invisible enemies. Oh, and the enemies... Uh, there's another Home Alone fence, and the enemies are invisible here too? Is my game broken? Okay, I game, I game over it. I jumped in some lava. I don't think I'm supposed to be over here yet. I'm just getting hurt. By nothing. I went into like a lava area. Do I need a red tunic? So then you're in this whole new huge section that has a swamp area, it has a desert area. It just makes life uh, really difficult with how expansive it is. And there's not a easily accessible town in this section that allows you to get your uh, healing back to get your uh, magic back, which just all leads you know, to this section of the game easily being one of the most difficult, especially because you have that initial gauntlet that you have to walk through. Then we have a cave in this wooded area here, which leads out to another side. It looks like this is a secret tile. Nope. Okay, there has to be a secret tile in this forest somewhere. I've played video games before. Or not? Can I walk into the water somewhere? Nope. Okay, well that sucks i happened to be wandering around and uh, i came across a heart container 
yeah, no battles, nothing like that. <laughs> well, there were battles on the over map, but there was no battles in this particular screen. Just it transitioned into what I thought was going to be a fight. And then, yeah, there was a heart container. So yeah, bully me. So you make it past them, and then uh, you make it to another like g pretty generic area of the map. There's like a swamp and a forest and some bridges you can cross and all of that. Uh, I think I found a pea bag in a cave to the north or something. Now I've realized Zelda 2 has made me into a genius of gameplay. I walked over, I could see a town sitting down there southwest, just 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 to the west of these three stone pillars in the middle of the thing. And there's a bridge to cross it. And of course we all know what that means when there's a bridge to cross. There's gonna be something in the way. And we're gonna have to it's gonna throw lots of enemies at us. They're probably gonna sap our EXP and it's gonna suck. But Bill has grown smart. Bill turns into a fairy! <laughs> I go to the top of the screen and I transition all the way to the other end without any problems whatsoever. Haha, <laughs> Ganon, you think you're smart, do you? You can't outsmart me, you bastard. I've got you. Me and my fairy spell, we're going places we are. Hey, oh god, I found the town, thank god. Oh, I gotta cross a shitty bridge. With the f***ing Medusa head dinosaur skulls jumping at me. Link takes a beating just trying to get to the first house where I find an open door. I go to the bottom of the stairs of that house and an old man tells me to come back when I'm ready. I'm not exactly sure what that means, but there doesn't seem to be much more I can do here. Oh, the palette here is so nice. Like, a, what? Why am I getting hurt? Casuto, strange. It is deserted. I'm gonna die reading that sign. Okay. Uh, that town sucks. I can't go back in there or else I will die. So I can't even explore it. So the first thing that you're somehow supposed to figure out is to locate the first, uh, the, the, the town of Kasutu. Um, and this place, uh, is you walk into it and you just start getting, you just start losing life just right off the bat. You know, nothing, nothing else happens to you. Um, you just, uh, yeah, you just get, uh, you just start getting hit for no reason. And so you don't really know what's going on there. Okay, I think I've scoured every part of this continent. I am going to go back to that village that's just killing me. Oh, I don't get hurt inside the houses. That's nice. Wizard, the town is dead. Look east in woods. All right. Well, uh, you know, that's some direction, I guess. Yeah, all these buildings, they got like chunks out of them. Come to find out that there are invisible enemies in this town, which is just terrible. Okay, well, let's look through every tile in these woods, I guess. Surely it doesn't mean the woods to the east through that cave, because I already checked all the tiles. Maybe it's a trigger talking to the wizard? And then the guide led me astray, because here's what happened. Here's what happened. I got into the hidden palace, and I couldn't find keys I needed. And I had my fairy spell, but the fairy spell would only get you so far because you use up all your magic. And then I looked at the guide, and it talked about how in that hidden town, there was a thing where at the very edge of town was a, a secret ability or whatever that means you never need to have keys again. You can just you can just go through all the keys. And I was like, this is great. I'm going to go get that ability. Okay, nope, wasn't the tiny forest past the cave that seems to have no actual use. So let's go check out the gigantic forest before the cave and walk back through the cave again. This forest is huge. How am I supposed to check every tile? Oh, I found it. I found it. Holy fuck, that took forever. Okay, we're in like a Stonehenge area. 
with the P-Bag? It's not just the XP-Bag, is it? It just appears to be the XP-Bag. Okay, maybe the wizard meant a different thing in the forest. And then I saw on the world map that there was like a town nearby. And I was pretty hurt at this point. So I was like, okay, let's go to the town. So you have to cross two danger bridges to get there. And then you get there, and I think the town is called Old Casudo. And, like, you just die immediately for no reason. No reason. Um, everyone in this town... There isn't anyone in this town. This town's full of monsters that I can't see. Why can I not see these monsters? Uh, right. I'm kind of thinking at this point, there's... I'm not supposed to be in this town. I'm obviously supposed to get an item so I can see the monsters or maybe return it back to townism or whatever it is. Because this place is dead. Okay, I entered every tile in this gigantic-ass forest and I just found the one with the XP bag, but maybe it triggered something for the wizard. I'm going to go back and talk to the wizard. The town is dead. Look east in woods. Oh, dude... Yeah, I have no, I have no, hold on. We can, hmm. we can travel along the area that kills us. We haven't been all the way past there yet. No, this, this can't be the way to go. There's a bunch of invisible dudes that keep on knocking me into lava and I got another fucking game over. I think, uh, I think I might have to look up what to do because I don't fucking know. So I saved and reloaded my save state like 20 times before I was like, okay, this isn't working. So I go back out, I ferry back across the bridge. <laughs> I like that ferry. And then, yeah, I stand in between these three stones. I mash a few buttons. Everything goes still for a second because I've turned the sound off. And then, yes, the palace, Palace 6, rises out of the desert. <sighs> Comes bursting out of the sand. And I triumphantly walk in to the, the palace a bit too early. Oh, shit. What have I done? Use the hammer on one of the four squares once you get to the other end of the cave to reveal a new town, New Kasuto. What the fuck, dude? I almost made it through the entire goddamn game without having to look shit up, and then you tell me that I have to use a hammer in the fucking woods, a thing we have never done before because the hammer only works on rocks. But okay, game. Okay, fuck you. So... Here I am. I'm supposed to be doing something else on the world map, which I now know about. <laughs> I'm wandering through Palace 6, thinking I'm pretty bad boy. This is really easy. I thought there'd be a bit more side questing before this, but there was no side quest before Palace 5, so maybe the game's just given up on it. But no, I'm going through and I'm finding lots of locked doors. I'm like, okay, I know how to get past the locked door. I'll ferry through it. You know, I must have had to have turned left somewhere or something, gone a different direction and found the key. I didn't, I got to the door, I can't bother to go back, I'm just going to ferry through. But no, I keep ferrying through doors, and ferrying through more doors, and ferrying through more doors. I'm not finding any keys in this place. I'm getting completely lost, and I'm just like, what's going on? Am I, uh, what, what the hell's happening? So, I did the logical thing that everybody else would do. I go to mikesrpgcenter.com, ha ha ha, Zelda 2 guide! And yeah, I found out there's a whole blooming side quest that I'm supposed to do to get a magical key that opens up every single locked door. Yeah, so. Time to backtrack out this, out of this bloody palace. 
or throw myself into a pit five times. <laughs> See, I'm smart. Getting smart at this game, I am. I just want to reiterate, like, the hammer isn't even an item that you use in the overworld. It's just a thing when you walk in front of boulders, you just hit the button, and then the boulder explodes. That's it. Like, it doesn't show Link swinging a hammer. You can't swing the hammer if you're just standing on a tile. It's just, like, a boulder go away button. Luckily, I remember from playing this game as a child that old Kasuto was deserted, and its residents are now in new Kasuto. I also remember that new Kasuto is hidden, and you have to chop down trees in the forest with a hammer to find it. So I journey through a cave to the north and come out on the northern shore of this section of the continent and start chopping down trees. Oh, I found it. It's just in the fucking woods, hiding under some trees I hammered open. Hidden town of Kasuto. Fuck you. I know you're supposed to go to New Kasuto next as part of the progression, but I didn't know that. And I guess I wasn't following the guide closely enough. It just said go to Kasuto. And I'm like, oh, I didn't realize there were two Kasutos. So anyway, I managed to find the cave, go through the cave, and I get to this little corpse of trees, and I'm like, walking around it, expecting to fall into a village at any point, you know, like we did with Errors mate, who, you know, he was just in a tile, in a bush. I'm walking around, I'm getting into fights. I just keep walking, keep walking around, still getting into fights. Oh, there's nothing here. Back to my RPG Center. <laughs> My favourite place in the world at the moment. You're supposed to use a hammer to smash the trees to reveal the town. And it's only on a certain tile. So I smashed a lot of trees before I found the right one that contained the town. All the while getting into fights. And once you get into a fight as well, when you come back to the overworld, those trees have regrown. They are the fastest growing trees in the world. Jesus Christ, game. Honestly, I don't know why I remembered this from playing it as a kid, but if I didn't, I absolutely would have had to use a guide here because I don't remember very many clues telling me where to find this. And so what you end up having to do uh, is you end up having to find uh, in a random tile in a forest after you have gone through a cave, uh, you have to find a random tile to use the hammer on. And I will say this is probably the only piece of the game so far that I have really found to just be absurd. Okay, I found the wizard. Come back when you are ready. Okay, so I heard in the Discord you need all of the magic potion things that upgrade your magic meter. Uh, and apparently I'm missing one somewhere, somewhere in the world. I don't know which one I'm missing. I don't know where it is. Um, so good thing I already broke the seal on not using a guide, because I am not sure what you are supposed to do to know to use the hammer to knock down trees. You can't... It's not like the hammer knocked at, knocks down all trees, in which case you could say, like, oh, okay, like, this is just part of the game and just what you have to do. You just have to find this random tile, and uh, we, we were looking at a map uh, when we were playing, and we still struggled to find the right tile somehow and press the button uh, at the same time. Wait, call for help at the three-eye rocks. Oh, maybe that's where the final one is. I can just, like, blow my flute at those rocks. That's, yeah, yeah, I don't have to look at the guide. I don't have to look. I'm totally self-sufficient. And then at the end of this town, there's just a gigantic wall, which I can't even ferry over. So that is interesting. Um, and then you have to like go to like kind of work your way through the mountains in another cave. And then you find um, 
new Casudo, but you have to like hammer away with your hammer parts of the forest to uncover it. And this was a problem for me because I would like hammer a block and then I would get attacked by enemies. And then after the enemy encounter, the pieces of the forest that you hammered would be back. So it's like you had to pretty much know exactly which one you were going for. As we explore the town, we come across a house with a fireplace that you can enter like a door. Inside there, you get a spell that's simply called Spell, and not a lot of clear intent on in how it's used. But if you travel all the way to the end of the town where you hit a wall and cast the Spell spell, a giant hut will raise from the ground with a tall door. Inside is the magic key, so we no longer need to worry about collecting keys in the remaining palaces. And so then I walked into town, and the first thing I met was an old lady who was like, Oh, you don't have enough magic power for me to help you. I was like, what do you mean, old lady? And so I looked at the guide, and the guide was like, There's an old lady at the edge of town. You have to have all the magic pots hidden from around the map in order to talk to her. And so I was like, all right, cool. So I decided it was time to backtrack. And I went wandering around the world looking for magic pots. And I did that for way too long, and then I was like, what am I doing? And I got a guide up and I followed the instructions for the guide and I went and got all the magic pots that you can get. And then I went back to the lady and I talked to her and she's like, oh, you sure got all your magic abilities now. And then you didn't need to do that to get the thing that lets you go through all the locked doors. It was a side quest. It was unnecessary. But the guide led me astray. So that's just uh, that's just the way it goes. But w- once you're in here, uh, it's pretty standard in terms of what's going to happen. Uh, you're going to talk to a, a lady. Uh, she's going to introduce you to her uh, uh, old uncle uh, that's chilling in the cavern. He's going to give you a magic spell. Uh, and then you're pretty much going to use that instantaneously in the same town to get the magical key. Uh, which is great, uh, except for the fact that, you know, there's only two dungeons left and, um, you know, it's uh, it's kind of a lame item to get this late in the game, I have to say. Uh, but they do do the same thing in The Legend of Zelda, uh, where you get the magical key, I think, in the eighth dungeon, which does make uh, Turtle Rock a lot easier in that game. Uh, but it is kind of like a lame thing to get towards the ends. Do you have the seven magic containers, asked this lady. One, two, three, four, five, six. Oh, fuck. So you go into Kasudo, or new Kasudo, rather, and you learn that all the villagers had to flee old Kasudo because it got took over by monsters or some shit. So that's kind of interesting. Uh, And then the thing that you have to do here is you got to get the spell spell, which (laughs) that naming convention, though, I don't even know... (laughs) So I finally find this bloody hidden city of Katsuo. Katsuo. Is that? Katsuo, Canada. No, it's Canada. No, Tetsuo. Oh, Tetsuo, that's what I'm thinking of. It's Tetsuo, isn't it, from uh, from Akira. Oh, I need to rewatch that. I haven't seen that ages. Anyway, uh, so uh, finally in Katsuo, there's an old woman who invites you into her basements, which you know we're very familiar with, but she will give you the final magic container. It's the final magic container! The final magic container! Anyway. Anyway, and um, <laughs> yeah, and then um, uh, there's and then in another one, uh, you can climb in to a uh, a fireplace, which uh, I got. I'm getting good at this, you know. I, I managed to find that all by myself, 
And there's an old man trapped in the dungeon down there who will teach you the spell. Spell. <laughs> it's just... Uh, the spell had such a ridiculous name. Okay, before we look at the guide, we're going to go back. There were three boulders in like a triangle. I'm going to go blow my flute at them. Maybe something will happen. Oh, I blew my flute at the rocks and the thing appeared. Oh, God, it's the castle palace. <laughs> I'll come back later. The hole in palace is endless trap. Oh, that sounds not great. Okay, no. Yeah, it's seven and then one, I guess. Oh, fuck. Which one am I missing? But the thing is, the wizard won't give you the spell if you don't have eight magic containers. And so even if you have level eight magic, uh, you won't have you won't have enough like containers to get it from this wizard. Uh, so you're supposed to get your last magic container from this uh, old lady in town, but she only has the the you, she makes you, she won't give it to you unless you have every other magic container. And so there are actually four magic containers that are optional on the map, just kind of hidden away. And I guess I didn't have all of them. All right. Maze Island? Where the fuck was Maze Island, dude? It's been so long. Just why? Why do you call a spell spell? Like, come on. Spell. Yeah, spell. We're going to call it spell because we're Nintendo. We do whatever we want. God, this game is getting to me, guys. It's getting to me. So, I had to fight my way all the way back through the, the, the Lazalfos fence areas, through all that shit, and I started looking uh, for the magic containers. And of course, the one that I had missed, I, had, I was only missing one, uh, was the last one I checked. So I like went all the way through fucking <laughs> Death Mountain, uh, Nabooru, and all, all these other places that were just kind of a pain in the ass to get to. Finally, the one that I was missing is literally in the one in the cave right by the Zelda's palace, the North Palace or whatever it's called. So right by the beginning of the game. I'm like, fuck me, are you kidding me? Jesus Christ. Oh, you just have to take the long way despite seeing that it's the long way in this maze to get to the, okay. Oh, there it is, the last one. I just had to happen to step on the right fucking pile when I was back here like six months ago. Sick. All right, cool. Let's head back to fucking New Donk City or whatever we hid in the woods. So then I fought my way all the way back through those out folks fences again and all the other shit that comes with that got back to Casudo. she gave me the magic container learned the spell spell and all that does is at the end of the village there's like a a wall just like a a, a wall and then you you use the spell spell and this thing rises from the ceiling and i don't even remember what you why you had to do that like what happens when you get there huh oh right magical key which opens all keys in all dungeons. So that, that's really badass. And I don't, but I'm not convinced it's going to make the palaces any easier. All right, now time to make the walk through Tim Allen's fucked up backyard for the fucking thirtieth time. You deserve my help. Follow me. Now I deserve your help. I'm saving the fucking world. There is a secret at edge of town, and she's got a fucking man of potion in her room. She can just fucking give it to me? Alright, we got max magic now. I guess we're missing one health thing somewhere in the world, but uh, I'm not looking for it. Zelda, I've come up to bat for you so many times, but this session fucking sucks. Remember the magic word. We got the... <laughs> we got the spell spell. What the fuck does that do? So you get told by somebody 
in the village. I don't remember exactly where. That if you go to the, like this triangle of rocks in the desert nearby and play your flute, that uh, you know something will happen. So you go and do that, and then Palace Six rises from the sand like it's an air, like a Final Fantasy airship. And uh, that was my first session. I stopped there. I wanted to save the palace for another session. I bet you I have to use it at the uh, the big thing at the edge of town, though. What fucking tower is rising from the earth? There's a key. Maybe I needed that to get into the palace? Okay, well, regardless, uh, fuck. This was by far the worst before palace section that I have seen in this game so far. And I think it's the last one, because I think after this we just go right to the grand palace. But I don't know, this part fuck sucks. Ah, but before we enter Palace 6, I made a slight detour back to the place. I was thinking, hey, I did the other town. I'll go back to the other town before I go into Palace 6. And, yeah, there were still monsters around, but uh, if you go in the first door, there's a guy down there. And because I've got the final magic container, he taught me the spell Thunder. <laughs> I I will never use this spell. Apart from, I think, there's one scripted boss fight where I have to. Anyway, on to Palace 6. So the, the next thing you have to do is um, you were given a hint somewhere along the lines um, that uh, you should play the flute uh, in between the triangle of rocks in the desert. And this is where you get the hidden palace, which is great uh, because we are now in our last palace that we need to place a crystal in. So here we go. Now I do. Now Mike's RPG Center hasn't got all the RPGs in the world. Uh, it has got uh, Seventh Saga for you people who are keeping up with the list games on the RPG After Years. Yeah, Seventh Seventh Saga is there is a guide for it on Mike's RPG Center. It hasn't got a lot of guides. It's probably got about twenty to thirty guides. But they're all excellent, and I happen to use it for Sword of a Million as well. So I thoroughly recommend it. I think at some point I've got to play Buck Rogers, and this seems to be the only place in the world where there exists the guide Buck Rogers. But yeah, I do thoroughly suggest going to mikesrpgcenter.com if you want to use a nice guide for some older games, like Link Zelda 2. Yeah, yeah, good. Having collected all the goodies available in New Kasudo, we are on our way to the palace. There are three rocks in a triangle pattern in the desert in the center of this section of the continent. Luckily, I remember that the palace is brought forth by playing the flute between these three rocks. Link plays a few bars, and the palace rises out of the desert sand. And we are off to place the final crystal before the grand palace. And apparently, this spell is only used to do one thing, which is to cast it at the end of town. Now, luckily, the NPCs walking around town do pretty much spell this out for you. It's not like very cryptic but it's really cool big thing i'm crushing out of the desert again although we're in a forest and uh, there's a big cave you go into the cave and within the cave is the magic key which will allow you to open all the places inside the palace so back i go back i delve deep into the depths of palace six
So this palace uh, is kind of a beautiful, like, ruby red color. And it's actually quite aesthetically pleasing for, for Zelda 2. This palace has a few spots where you can fall down pits to lower levels. And the first one of these spots we encountered actually acts as an infinite loop where if you fall down through all four levels, you are dropped back into the top level. Oh, Palace 6. You and your locked doors that I now have the key to open. And you and your terrible pitfalls. Oh, the terrible, terrible pitfalls. This palace after the last two, I found to be a little more straightforward. Um, you pretty much have to, you know, do the thing where you go all the way to the right, you get some stuff, you come back, you go all the way to the right, you do some stuff, you come back, you go to the boss. Um, the biggest struggle I had in this palace happened in the room right before you get the cross. There's a long room you go through that has a couple sections of floor that are actually fall through. The floor is an illusion. And if Link walks, goes to walk across it, he falls down to the next level and you have to backtrack through a few rooms, go up an elevator, and make your way over there again. And I have to tell you, I probably fell through this floor, you know, a dozen times before I finally got it. You know, and you'd hope that you know, you'd do something smart, like just use fairy and go over it, but then you run into a wall of blocks that stop you from going any further as a fairy. It got to the point where I had to um, use save states just before I got to the, the floor and try to time my jump. You know, for whatever reason, I just did could not grasp where the last good tile of floor was to start my jump and where I had to get to. Uh, by the way, I ended up having to re like retreat at, at, like more than twice in this dungeon to like go back to the the entrance and you know you, how you can attack the statues at the entrance, the iron knuckle statues, and they'll either turn into an iron knuckle or they'll drop uh, a magic potion. So I ended up relying on the, those magic potions and you know just kind of sc- save scumming through all of this. This uh, they they do have some cool things where you have to have they have like the the endless falling uh, pit, uh, which I always liked that, just that as a mechanic. Aside from the room with the invisible hole in the floor, the other really unfair room in this palace is a room with a bunch of lava pits and those flying horse heads that knock you off as you're jumping from platform to platform. I lost one life there falling into the lava. Uh, and, of course, they just have uh, difficult bad guys all over the place. We actually get our boy, the Iron Knuckle, uh, back on the Iron Horse. Uh, we get him now as a mini-boss, which is something that you know I always really like to see in video games in general when they bring back bosses uh, to be mini-bosses. And it starts off simply enough. The one thing that really annoyed me is there, there's a lot of whiz robes in this palace. And, uh, you know, you have the only way to kill them is with the reflect spell. But, of course, magic is at a premium in this palace. and at, Well, not just this palace, the whole damn game. So you don't want to, like, waste magic using reflect just to kill those guys. So I ended up just, like, dodging them as best as I could, jumping over them and shit. One neat thing this palace had that I forgot to mention uh, when I was going over the getting the cross is that this uh, palace has a couple places where you fight a mini-boss. So you walk into a random room, and all of a sudden the boss... Uh, UI comes up and you face the uh, boss from the third palace the blue dark nut riding a horse Um, granted that boss is much easier now but it was kind of cool there was one that guarded the room where you had to go to get to the cross and then there's another one later just before you get to the palace boss and the first thing that comes to mind in this palace that's 
quote unquote interesting is there's a, a hallway you go through where there is a pit that you have to that it's just like an invisible pit just like the invisible wall in the last palace there's a pit in here you fall through it and if you fall through it you have to go back through you know a couple of the dangerous hallways ride an elevator back up to where you were and of course there's one of those boomerang mace throwing guys just waiting and ready for you at the top of the elevator which is just total ass bullshit yeah, there's a key. Okay, so we did need to, to do all that bullshit. Oh, the KKK guys are back. Oh, shit, we can just... So then the, the rest of the dungeon um, is, is pretty straightforward. You know, you're just... Um, they're pretty much throwing kind of every bad guy at you. You know, you're going to get lots of blue iron knuckles. You're going to get red iron knuckles. Uh, you're going to get lava pits, you know, that have dragon heads and miasses in it. Um, it's just... Uh, um, uh, it's a very, it's a very difficult. You can tell you're getting towards the ends. The good thing about being maxed out, I can just ignore all these fucking pee bags. I can just run past all these enemies. I don't care, dude. Uh, so eventually, you have to fight a, a boss from an earlier palace to get further, and it's a, it's just the iron knuckle that rides on the horse. So that wasn't too bad. Of course, the iron knuckle, they're the blue iron knuckles, so they still suck. I beat that palace. I think there's only one left. I'm really excited to say that I've played through Zelda two. I like, like, I'm looking forward to saying, yeah, yeah, I beat Zelda 2, even though I hate it. It's a dumb game for bad people. Oh, hey, miniboss. Oh, it's the horse guy. It's the dude riding the horse ghost motorcycle. Yeah, so you also, there's a like a Link doll that you can get to, but you have to ferry to that as well, which is total ass because it's like at the very end of the dungeon. And there's like a couple of those, you know, evil bubbles or whatever they're called, the skull heads that sap your magic, just bouncing around quickly. By the way, the bubbles are super fast in this palace, and I hate it. And they, uh, they, you know, they sap your magic when you touch them, so it's like taking all your magic here. Okay, we got another mini boss. Who's this now? I have no magic left. Uh, two thirds. Oh, it's another. It's the night guy again. That's boring. How do I? I can't remember how to hit him. I fought him like a minute ago. Oh, so yeah. There's basically once you get through the first bit of this palace, there's kind of there's a couple of like mini bosses, um, which are the. Um, uh, they're the 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 blue blue f- nuts on horses. You know, I learned you can kill the uh, Medusa heads in this lava pit room. It's it's a lot easier. And here is th- th- by the way, there's also another uh, iron knuckle boss fight somewhere in here. Yeah, I made it through mini boss two. Uh, only fell in the lava once, and we got another key. Hooray! A thing we absolutely don't need at all. And there are f- ah! nuts galore. Galore. It's a gloriness of f- ah! That's right. Ugh, it's just... It's gay. It's, it's getting there. It's getting to me. I don't know why. I don't know why, but it is. As we make our way towards the end of this palace, uh, we hit a, another set of rooms where you have to fall down a pit to the next level. And in the second room, you have to turn into a fairy before you fall down into the third level. So that, that way you can get to a hallway that's all the way over to the right and fly through. This area evokes memories of playing Indiana Jones and the Raiders of the Lost Ark on the Atari 2600. That game had a spot where you needed to fall off a cliff and then strike your whip at a tree branch at just the right time to swing into a cave. But those were Atari hitboxes, so it was nearly impossible. It makes the hitboxes in this game seem very generous. Alright, let's start this f***ing palace. Um, I, I didn't like totally abuse the save states, but it was definitely uh, worse than Palace Five. Uh, give me, you're gonna give me some fucking ah! XP. You're gonna give me another life. Whatever, I'm gonna lose that life in a second when I fall down a pit. I don't care. 
You have no power over me, video game. Uh, there are also some sneaky sections um, where you have to use fairy to get across uh, a lava pit, and there are um, lava droplets that are falling down on top of you. Um, but, you know, just having come off the last dungeon, you know, the biggest thing is there's not some secret wall that you have to just, you know, hope that you stumble upon. Right? And that, that in the end, is just going to make life uh, just a lot easier. I think that key we got was like a super key, because I'm just opening doors left and right. The actual palace itself sucked. These palaces all suck. I wish they all had a map. I think I should just... You know what I should have done is I should have played this whole game, all of Zelda 2, with a map of the dungeon up next to me, because I don't like getting lost in them. And this one especially, there's a spot where you have to like fall and fall and fall, and you land in different areas. It just sucks. This game's terrible, and I hate it, Bill, and I wish I wasn't playing Zelda 2. What? I fell down a pit that I couldn't see? Do I have to, like, ferry over that pit? Maybe I have to ferry over that pit. I don't remember where it was. And then there's a pit you have to cross, and you have to use the ferry spell to cross it. And this is sort of getting to what, the, the terrible thing about this dungeon, but I'll save that for, for, for another minute. You know, jump is actually the best spell in this game. I'm just fucking ah! leaping over all these idiots. Ah, I fell in the pit. Fuck. Ah! Can I ferry back up? Nope. Son of a bitch. Wait, did I just softlock myself? How do you unferry? Because now I'm a fairy and I have to break these blocks to the left of me or these blocks to the right of me. But, uh, how do I... Oh, well, I can't even die. There's nothing here to kill me. How do I get out of the fairy spells? Zelda 2 The Adventure of Link by Pesquids four years ago. When I was in the Hidden Palace, I encountered an invisible hole in the ground. I decided to use the fairy spell to fly up and out. I was wrong and I had to be Link to cut some blocks. Nothing could kill me. How do I get out of this mess? Accepted answer by Galley of the Sea. You can't, except by dying or leaving the screen. Unfortunately, there are a few places in the game where you can suck. The only solution is to reset the game or press up and A on the second controller and accept the game over. Okay, let me uh, figure out how to set up a second controller for a sec. Here's the ass thing about the dungeon. There is a part where you have to fall down a screen, and then there, there's like a corridor in the wall that there's no floor to jump to it from. So if you don't like get into this corridor where you fall down another screen and then you have to loop back all around and do this like terrible loop thing to get back there. What you're meant to do is fall down into that screen and immediately use fairy in midair and then you fly through there. Not bad. That's uh, if you know that's what you're supposed to do. But the issue here is that there is a, uh, I think this is, you know, Zelda two is not a good game, but it's mostly just not a good game because it's so fucking hard. This, I would say, is just like bad game design because the dungeon is designed to sap you of your magic and you need magic to get to the boss at the very end of it. And of course, if you're like me, then that means you're going into the boss with no magic. And, you know, you never want to fight a boss without magic because then you can't put a shield up. You can't restore health if you need to. It's bullshit. Okay, so I just had to figure out how to force a game over using a second controller and then back at Sleeping Zelda. So we gotta let's go all the way back through the entire game and then through Tim Allen's Funhouse Dungeon and we'll just, yeah, make it back to the fucking palace. Ah, oh, motherfucker, I fell in the pit. I used all my magic to heal. Now I can't use the jump spell to get out of this fucking section. Oh, kill me. Just kill me. But, you know, after about 30 minutes of suffering with this one false floor, then I finally get through and I get the cross. And now we can focus in on, uh, you know, getting to the palace boss and wrapping this up. Hey, a key. I don't need keys, though, because I have the infinite key. Oh, I got a cross. What does this do? 
Probably lets me see see the ghosts if I had to guess. Or, you know, those invisible fuckers ah! back in the graveyard. And what we get here is we get the uh, the final item, which is the cross, which, you know, interestingly, um, you know, Nintendo of America was pretty big on uh, getting rid of any kind of religious paraphernalia uh, in their games. And this is a pretty prominent one that they ended up not removing, uh, which is kind of interesting because, you know, from a, from a game development standpoint, it only appears here where you hold it above your head, and then it's in your inventory. So you think it'd be pretty easy to swap that icon out. So it's it, it's it's interesting that they decided that um, this wasn't that big of a deal to uh, to have it uh, here in the game. You have to kill these nuts to get the uh, the cross. But luckily, if you do fall down past that boss corridor, there's another iron knuckle statue back there. So if you use a save state, then you can restore your magic there by you know just attacking it until it drops a potion instead of turning into a, a living iron knuckle. But it, I don't know what you would do without save states. I guess you would just, like, go back to the beginning of the dungeon and ho- hope for better luck next time. Like, hope you get there with more magic. I don't know, but that's... Oh, I hate it. The f***ing stupid Zelda 2. I think the only way I can go now... I saw some pits earlier, which I jumped over. I think I just have to fall in the pits, and if I die, I will game over and have to walk all the way back. So, it's a win-win. Okay, falling in this pit. Let's see if that's the solution. It is! I'm so smart. Oh, this is the endless pit that lady was talking about. Cool, another XP bag. I'm glad I'm going to lose all that XP the next time I game over in like 10 seconds. Do I have to fall in here? That looks like lava. Yeah, that's lava. Son of a bitch. Oh, I had to use the spell spell probably. Fuck! But on your way there, there is a pit that you can fall into. And it's a never-ending pit. It will just constantly circle through the various different pits. And the very worst thing about this pit, the very worst thing about this pit, is that you have to hit the third floor to be able to continue into the palace. Third floor. Alright, let me pop over to Discord real quick. This is by far the worst part of the game. Holy shit. I hate this game, dude. Oh my god. I uh, punched in the lava. Uh, the only other example of bad game design I can really think of is um, A, how those wolf heads respawn endlessly. The floating wolf heads. I hate those. And then that one room in Palace 3 where you're fighting like a blue iron knuckle with a really low ceiling. Uh, that was terrible too. On the plus side, like the fucking ah! eighth or ninth time you're here, it's just a, it's pretty much a straight line. I got knocked into the lava twice before even making it back to where I was. Alright, walk back, baby. Let's go. So I defeat the first fucking ah! horse to get the cross. I fall into a pit, <laughs> which I can thankfully climb out. And then I finally look up, look into the guides and go, okay, I can see my way through. So I care, I'm careful with my falling. I fall nice and easily. Fall myself way down so I can get myself an extra Linky. Yes, there's an extra life sitting in this basement. Thank fuck for that. Thank fuck nuts for that, eh? <laughs> ah. And anyway, then there's one last falling pit which you have to go through in order to get to the boss. It's called Perseverance. None of you freaking millennials in your save states and your looking up walkthroughs. This is how... This is how you, you really enjoy a video game, just by doing the same fucking shit over and over and over, and then failing the same spot. Oh, I gotta sneeze, hold on. 
Alright, sneeze over. Where was I? Yeah, don't know any, any, uh, what's the word? You know, where you're like, uh, you don't got no willpower, there's no drive. All you, all you do is eat, watch your TikTok. After a few frustrating challenges and a couple cheap deaths, I finally get to the boss room on my final life and only about half health. Um, we do get our iron knuckle on the horse one more time, which is always uh, always a fun thing to, to see him come back. Uh, and then we finally make it to the end, and we get to fight Barba. You get to the boss. Apparently, it's this, it's this dragon serpent called Barba. It has like three lava pits, and it rises out of one of the three pits randomly. I don't know about you guys, but I just stayed on the single platform that I was on. I wasn't like jumping between platforms to try and get to Barba. Oh, whoops, I started another mini-boss, but I am a fairy. <laughs> it's a dragon! What the fuck? Well, this sucks. Have we fought a dragon before? So I've finally fallen my last pit, and I've fallen myself down into the boss room. And... Wow. <laughs> Just wow. I think this is probably my favourite boss fight in Zelda 2 so far. It's a big dragon that comes out of these flaming pits. So Barba wasn't too bad. It's just like the pinpoint accuracy you have to hit, have to like jump up and hit him in the head with your sword, which is of course its weak spot, is a little too accurate for me. I got, I got, I got, I got knocked into the fucking water. I'm so tilted. I got knocked on the walk back. I got knocked into the water twice. I have a single life left. I haven't even. Fuck it. Game over me. Game over me. Let's start again. This isn't too difficult, you know. You just once you've done it, once you've had a look at it, you've done it twice. It's just like okay. I can get this now. He fires out. Sometimes he doesn't always cover the whole platform when he breathes out fire. And you've just got to kind of jump and hit him as he's coming up and out. So you just got to make sure you're jumping to the right platforms and then jumping back across to hit him at the right moments. I remember this boss being really tough when I was a kid. So I'm kind of expecting to lose and have to start back at Princess Zelda. So I try to, I try to take this conservative with a chance to get it in the first shot. I end up just standing still on one platform, and I discover that if I don't move, the dra this dragon comes up out of the lava, spits fire at me that falls just short of my feet, and then goes back down. And if I just wait for him to come in front of me, I can strike his head once on the way up, once on the way down, and after a minute or so, easy victory. Way easier than I remember it, and kind of a letdown as this cool dragon sticking his head out of the lava pits was like one of the big selling features from the commercial for the game. It got what I ended up. My strategy ended up being was using shield and jump right before the boss, and then having the better jump made it easier to dodge its fire breath, and shield you know just kept me alive longer. Okay, we're back at the dragon mini boss. I think I can just bypass all these guys, but uh, I'm not for unknown reasons. Hooray! Another fucking key, absolutely worthless. Uh, and it was really fun. It this really felt like an old school NES game boss at this point. It was just like. I feel like I've played this boss a million times in a million different games. It felt like 200 Sonic bosses, loads of Mario bosses. It was just like, finally, this was a boss that they got right, you know? The, but the thing is, you're not really in danger of dying here. Well, you're not in danger of dying by losing your health. What, what goes wrong is that if you're not standing just right, the dragon's fire breath can knock you into the lava, and of course, that's an instant death. So that's the hard part about this boss, but honestly, it wasn't too bad. With At least with save scumming, it wasn't too bad. This is uh, a, a pretty great fight um, from what the game has taught us to do, right? So you have uh, platforming, 
You have projectiles. You have to use the jump spells. So that way you can hit Barba in Barba's head. And, uh, and yeah, I, I feel like it's a really good culmination of what the game has been teaching us this entire time, uh, which is, you know, how to do action adventure, right? You got to be jumping between the platforms. Uh, you got to be timing your attacks well. Uh, you need to be dodging the projectiles that are going to be coming at you. I'm not saying some of the ones are bad. They're just okay. This one was just like, this is fun. There's a big giant dragon head coming out of the floor. And it's breathing fire on me, and I've got a duck, dive, dodge, dip, and dive, and dodge. Ah, what? <laughs> dodge, duck, dive, dip, and dodge. My way to victory. And that is what I did. Anyway, glad to be done with this palace. We place our final crystal. Uh, so, you know, once you defeat him, you get to uh, place your final crystal. Uh, you're going to gain a level at this point. But yeah, beat the boss. Of course, I was at 8,536 experience out of 9,000. I'm already leveled up all the way, but I was like, really? Can I just, like, <laughs> I should have killed five more Iron Knuckles at some point. Womp womp. Uh, but it doesn't matter, I guess. Oh, it's the end of the palace. What the fuck? That was the boss? Okay. Uh, I feel like I could have went many more places, but did not. But I beat the palace. I don't give a fuck, dude. That was kind of anticlimactic. I was victorious. I slayed thine dragon. I moved Onuf into the next of room, holding my cross. I can't remember what the cross is for. <laughs> and I placed my cross in my ass as I put my crystal into the thing and the palace disintegrates, giving me lots of EXP. Oh, glorious EXP. Moving me up a level into, I think I've got all sevens now. Yep, all level sevens. Still got a whole level to go, which I don't think I'll reach. <laughs> but there I was. Palace 6 was done. You know, you should really be at level eight uh, across the board. Uh, you know, this might be tipping over your last skill into level eight. Uh, but if you're not high enough, uh, it's going to make things pretty difficult. Okay. Fuck. Uh, that sucked. Yeah, that was the worst part of the game uh, by far, especially the before the palace section with just so much fucking shit. Like, if you're missing a mana potion, you have absolutely no idea. Imagine this you're in like 19... When did this game come out? Like, you're, you're alive in the late 80s. You're playing this game and you go to that final town and you're like, oh, I'm missing a fucking mana potion somewhere in the world. Like, there's no fucking way... I could have realized, like, oh, I'll just walk through the maze again, leading up to the maze palace. Maybe I forgot something there. No, there, no sane human being would have thought that. You have to fucking check every single tile in this goddamn video game to progress if you miss that one thing, like, however long ago that you have done it. So overall, I would say this, I didn't have too bad of a problem getting through this dungeon, uh, but I just hated the bad game design of, like, 
making requiring you to have magic at the very end. It's like a, a test of how efficient you are with magic, but I, I didn't care for it. And yeah, the palace fucking sucks, just constantly falling down pits. Uh, and then it's just like, kind of, it's kind of a puzzle because you're like, all right, how do I fall down this pit? Sometimes I got to use a jump spell to jump out before I fall down this pit or use a fairy to fly away before I fall down this pit. But it kind of just fucking sucks. It's just using up your magic meter, which could be used for more useful spells such as life, the only good spell and, and shield, I guess. Oh, so yeah, Paddy Six. <laughs> oh, oh. Oh, thank, thank God for the guides, eh? <laughs> I wasn't a difficult dungeon, per se. I kind of breezed through it fairly easily. But damn, those pitfalls, man. If I didn't have somewhere where I could look up those pitfalls, that would have taken me a very long, frustrating time to work out. There's four floors, and it's a continuous pitfall. And you don't... If you've missed one or two floors, and you've gone down, 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 you're not going to know which one you're on. And then you have to do it again later. And if you miss the boss floor, you have to go back and up and back round on yourself. It's it was stressful. And yeah, man, I love soft locking myself in a room because I fall down a pit and I think I can just fly back up the pit. But no, dumbass, no, you absolute fucking fool. No, there's no way. You're too bad. You're stuck now. No, fucking get up, stand up, go turn off your console, go outside, go play fucking baseball. Uh, the town part would have been okay. Uh, the overworld part would have been okay if it wasn't for needing that fourth, all four magic containers. That kind of sucked too. And like, at no point was that hinted at that that would be something you need. If you don't use a guide, I don't know how you would know where the hell to go. So maybe this game is just bad game design all around. Yeah, not a not a fan of the run up to this palace. Not a fan of this palace. Uh, this was this is the worst part of the game. Like Death Mountain, whatever, dude. Palace three, who cares? Like fuck. <laughs> Palace 6 sucks. Ass. That boss. The boss. It didn't even feel like a boss. It felt like a mini boss. I died the first time because I accidentally jumped down a pit, but I was like one hit away from killing it. But with all that said, that just leaves Palace 5, or I'm sorry, the Grand Palace, Palace 7. So I'm eager to get this game out of the way, have it done. Tries to run away, but she just poof, disappears, and then they poof, disappear, and we're just stuck in this room by ourselves. And we can proceed through the next door. Oh my gosh, are we going to have to fight Nabooru again? They said they were going to brainwash her another time. This is kind of freaky. And now we're in what looks like a maze or something? Wow, where are we? We're no longer on the map. We are off the map. Ladies and gentlemen, we are off the grid. Wow. So we... So Nabooru just got zapped away again. Yikes. We saw the witches. Look at that stupid kid. He came on his own to offer himself as a sacrifice to Ganondorf. Clearly, otherwise he wouldn't be in this room. Okay, so it fades to black, and the witch sisters rise up out of the pedestals. With my flame, I will burn him to the bone. She raises up, catches on fire, and the other one rises up from the other side. Oh, she's creepy. With my frost, I will freeze him to his soul. And now she's all icy. It looks like Ben is going to have to fight these evil witch sisters, who apparently are the the sorceress sisters, Twin Rova. All right, so they're circling above him, and it is action time. Ben is going to immediately target the flame one, 
and he's not really doing anything. He's just kind of watching her. I don't. Ben, do you have a strategy for this? Do you know what you're gonna do? I don't. Ben does not know what he's gonna do, but it seems like he's gonna do a lot of nothing. He's just kind of watching and waiting for them to start their attack. Oh, very smartly, Ben immediately busts out his mirror shield because the lady with the fire shot fire at him and the lady with ice is shooting ice at him and he's hoping that he can reflect it, but the ice seems to just instead freeze him. He's frozen in place, so here comes some more flames and he busts out the long shot on accident and everything's chaotic. There's fire everywhere. Ben's running around trying to dodge these attacks. I think that he's gonna try to use his mirror shield again when the fire comes at him, and he's gonna try to reflect it back. Yes, at the ice. Yes, very good. So Ben got the icy witch with the fire attack. Reflection. Okay, better not to use Z targeting. It seems like better not to use Z targeting. He he decides, and he's watching these witches go around in circles. Again, he's gonna dodge the ice and then try to reflect the fire. But it's pretty tough because the icy witch isn't anywhere near up. She's coming back around. It's kind of just up to luck at this yeah, point. Yeah, it does seem like... I don't like know if there's like really a way to coax them onto the same side of the screen or not. Oh, here but we go. Here was, we go. Here I'm we go. sure Ben would want to do it. Okay, so he has the ice out. Oh, and he can reflect the ice. Yes, and he gets the fiery witch with the ice. And maybe you should shoot her with an arrow when she's all iced up. Okay, she spins around in a circle when he hits her okay. with an arrow. So maybe that's, that's, that's doing something. something. Yeah, something there. Maybe you could hit the icy one with the fire arrow. But for now, Ben's just going to stick to the plan. And he gets hit. They're right stacked on top of each other. They made it really oh, easy, but he I misses missed. anyway. Yeah, Sometimes when it's so easy, it's easier to miss as well. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. You know, you think, oh, I got this, and you definitely don't got it. So here comes some more ice. He's hoping that the fire witch comes into play. She does not. She did not Which come is to play. kind of a bummer. Oh, here we but, go. Here we yeah, go. Here we go. Okay. You know, what are you going to do? Again, these oh, are the sorceress sisters. So there's a sorceress of flame and a sorceress of ice. They're both female and their race is Gerudu. Oh, oh they're man. freaky. They're, they're apparently a recurring pair of Gerudo twin witches. They've been in other games. I don't know which games they've been in. Maybe I'll let you know. They are 400 years old. And they've been secretly leading the Gerudu tribe. And they are the surrogate mothers of Ganondorf. Ah, the How ice, freaky the is ice that? just got me. Okay. Ben just got got by the ice. He's frozen. He doesn't have any fairies. He's just totally winging this. He didn't come in with a strategy or fairies, but he just reflected the ice back, and he's going to, while she's frozen, try to hit her. doesn't really work. Is he supposed to be doing more than just reflecting magic at these witches? Nobody knows. Somebody knows that somebody isn't me or Ben. They both have green wrinkled skin and dress in black robes with white Gerudo patterns near the hems with an Obi-like belt around their waists. Intro like this. Hmm. Or should we just get some gameplay done? Get the gameplay done. Okay. I mean, I guess we do have to do our intro. But Why don't we just get... do an intro? Hey, everybody. All right. Hey, all you recording from your mom's ba- In the Zelda series, we saw them when they came and kidnapped our friend at the end of the last episode. Ben is kind of running around, waiting for them to shoot stuff at him, and he's not really getting a lot of progress. I'm like wondering I'm not, yeah. if there's another action that you're supposed to take 
after you have hurt them. You're able to redirect the attacks after taking a total of four hits, the pair. Oh, he's got another reflection going bang, and he hits her with it. How many times have you hit each of them, would you say? Maybe two or three. Okay, well, it looks like the magic number's four. I read ahead a little bit. Spoiled the boss fight for everybody. Spoiler alert! The classic oh, here we go. spoiler. And now he's hit both of them four, so let's get serious now. Oh, come on, Kuomo! Kotake and Kuomo's double dynamite attack! Oh, crap! And now they're as big as a fairy princess, and they winked at us! Oh, my gosh, they kind of look like an evil version of a great fairy. This is freaky. I had no idea that they were going to combine into one entity. They have these crazy bushy pigtails coming out the back. One's made of fire, one's made of ice. They're kind of so, waving their arms around. Yes, Ben? Well, they shot a ice thing at me, and it looks like my shield absorbed it. Huh. I wonder what that's all about. I don't know. How are we supposed to hurt them if they are both fire and ice? I don't I'm know, gonna man. Try and, I'm going to try and absorb uh, another another ice. Okay, you're going to try to absorb another ice. The double dynamite attack has commenced. Compi combining their powers, they are not Captain Planet. They are just really bad. And Ben's oh, yeah, there shield we go. is now flashing, and he can hit. He can use that ice oh, to no. fall down oh, the pit. Come and ben on. is oh, now come stuck on. below the platform. Oh. That was his moment. He got the witches now combined into one massive oh, enemy. Oh, and he climbs back up, and after missing his shot, he gets hit by the ice without the shield right. and takes some so, damage. He has two and a quarter hearts left. So he has to dodge the fire and absorb the ice. Yes. And then once that happens, he has to jump across the platform, get to where the witch is, and strike her with his sword, is what we're assuming. Yeah. But yeah. we won't really know that until we've done it. Dang. Apparently. I got three fires in a row. I wonder if you could absorb the fires instead. Ben's going to stick with the ice. Yeah, I think you can. I just had started with the Here we ice, go. you know what I mean? So he's got two ices. He needs one more on, in order to, to shoot. Bang. Okay. So we have it, and we're shooting, and we're shooting. Ben looks across. Oh, he's using a long shot to come to her. Slice, slice, slice. She's laying there. She's tired. She's had a long day. She's been working on her feet. And then she gets back up to floating. Ben jumps back into the middle platform. And okay. ice again. All right. All right. So he's got one ice. He's going to dodge fire and collect ice. Here ah. we go. The fire comes out. Ben's happy. Ben's not happy. He's, his, all of his motions are all over the place. Again, he's got two and a quarter hearts. Here we go. And she shoots fire. And he dodges. You know, you get out of that fire real good. You're good at dodging thank the you, fire. Thank you, thank you. She moves over there. What's it going to be this ah. time? And she shoots more fire. It's exhausting. There's so much fire everywhere, and all we want is ice. So she raises her go. batons. There we All go. Right. We need one more and ice. Ben has the ice. One more ice. We need one 
more ice, Ben will continue to dodge the flames. And we get the ice, and Ben reflects it back, and she hits the deck one more time. Ben uses the long shot to come to her and just slices, slices, slices. Oh, this poor helpless witch is laying there. Oh, what am I going to do? I'm going to get sliced up by Klopke. That's what I'm going to do. Ben attempts to jump back onto the middle platform, but does not work. So he waited just a beat so that she would shoot the shot while he was in midair. Correct. Wouldn't get him like it did last time. Ben is a quick learner. He learns from his mistakes, and he implements what he's learned immediately. immediately. Unlike me, I usually die to the boss the first time and then come back around. He dodges another fire, and the boss moves to the side. He hopes for ice this time. Ice, ice, she ice, ice, raises ice. her magic wands, and once again, it's the fire. Oh my goodness. This is just so exciting. Everybody's on the edge of their seats. Another fire! Ben almost falls off the edge, but he clings on with one arm like an action movie star. Here we go. There's some ice, so now he has two ice in his shield. All right, come on. Three ice, oh three ice, three ice, three ice. Goodness. Here we go, and bang. We get another ice. Ben reflects it back at her, and he jumps across as the rule of three is going to come into account this time. He slices her, he slices her. Yes, oh. and she's twisting in agony, slumps over, spins around, poof, and just an explosion of fire and ice. And two swirling fire and ices come and land in front of him. And they look perfectly healthy. Ash. Odd Conduit Media.